The parish is Toldot. Parish is Toldot. In the parish of Toldot, you have this interesting story that uh, about Yaakov and Rivka and how they duped Yitzchak somehow. And uh, the critical psukim, one of which is not on the sheet, it's my fault, but uh, you'll know it when I read it to you. And the second pasuk is on the sheet. The pasuk I'm referring to is that the Torah says that when Yaakov, remember that Yaakov was convinced by his mother to fool his father. And in order to fool his father, his father couldn't see. So when he came to see him, his father said, who are you? Who are you? So that's Perek Kavzayin, Pasuk, Pasuk Yudchet, Vayavol Aviv. Yaakov, of course, dressed up so that he could fool his father into thinking he's Esau. Vayomer Avi, he said, hey, Dad. Vayomer Hineni. And he responded, I am here. Mi atabini. So uh, that's already a question. You know, people with very finely honed literary, uh, uh, literary ability would say, well, why did he say mi atabini? After all, he, Yitzchak, sent his son Esav to bring him food. And here, even if he couldn't see, somebody came into the room bearing food. So who would you think that is? Wouldn't you think that that's the person you sent to get the food and bring it? Why did he say miyatabani? So there are, there are the people, the commentaries who say that from this statement miyatabani, you understand immediately that Yitzchak knew exactly who was there. Right? You know, it's like, why would he say Me'atabini? Unless he knew that it wasn't the son that he sent. But the son that he sent, he wouldn't say that. In any event, the next pasuk, pasuk Yutet, which again is not on the sheet, Vayome Yaakov el Aviv Anochi Eisav Bechorecha. Anochi Eisav Bechorecha. Now, for, I am Eisav, your oldest son. So this is like a triple kind of lie. You know, first of all, saying Anochi instead of saying Ani. You know that Ani is the common first person independent plural in Hebrew. Like people, regular people talk to each other, they say Ani. Ani holechle, Ani osekach. But special people, I don't want to say the Rebbeinish level, but special people say Anochi. You know, like, I'm the really important one. I'm the son who's going to make it. You know, this is like Anochi. The second lie is Esau. I'm certainly not Esau. And the third lie is Bechorecha, because if I remember correctly, Esau has already sold the Bechorah to Yaakov. So here's Yaakov. He's got at least two lies and maybe three in these three words, which is not bad. You know, this is what Yaakov says. Now, Rashi finds it difficult 
to put up with this. Put up with this. And Rashi says, Anochi sabbecharecha, Anochi hamevilecha. It was this Rashi's trick. You, you parse the words differently. It's not, a, it's not a complete phrase, but you make it into two phrases. Anochi, da 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 da. What is Anochi? I'm the one who's bringing you food. Anochi. Hamevilecha. Ve'esav hu bechorecha. I mean, this is about as unlikely a pshat in the Pesach as anybody could imagine, right? And Rashi does it again. It, Rashi does it again. If you look at the Pesukim on the sheet, So either Yitzchak was a fool, or Yitzchak was telling Yaakov, I know what is happening. I know what you're doing. There was Yitzhak couldn't see, but when Vayimusheni, I mean, you think he felt the uh, the pelts of sheep skin on on the arms of uh, of uh, Yaakov, and he said, "Oh, that's Esav." Ayom hakol kol Yaakov, something impossible, and right? it's impossible that Esav would have been hakol kol Yaakov. Vayadayim yaday Esav. So you could say, I think. You could say that Yaakov knew exactly Yitzchak. what was happening. Yaakov knew exactly. Yitzchak. I'm going to keep doing that. I do that all the time. Yitzchak knew exactly what was happening. I mean, why would he say a koko Yaakov? Vayadam yadei sav. Velohi kiro. Pasukav kibu. Velohi kiro. Kayu yadav kidei sav. Achiv. Sirot. Vayivarcheu. Okay. That this pasuk sort of runs afoul of my interpretation, but we can it, we can figure it out. We can say something. I mean, this this question that goes on in the whole parasha, like what did Yitzchak know? Was he uh, blind and simply you know had some kind of aging disease, or was it that Rivka? didn't quite get, she didn't quite get what was going on. I mean, you have to decide what your position is when you go to interpret these pseudomers. We're not going to get to that so quickly. But there's another, another point here. Again, Pasuk Kavdalet. You see Pasuk Kavdalet by Yomer, Atazeh B'nei Sav. And then Yaakov, to really, obviously, I mean, you know, he knows, I think, that Yaakov knows exactly who's sitting in front of him, which is why he asks again, Who said Ani? Yaakov. Yaakov again. He not only lied once, but he lied twice in answering the same question two times. This has nothing to do with the fact that Yitzchak probably, I think, I feel, when I read the parasha, I feel that Yitzchak knew what was going on. But that doesn't mean that Yaakov knew that Yitzchak knew. Yaakov himself is lying. And what does Rashi say? Rashi, you see the Rashi in Pasuk of Dalet? It's on the sheet. He didn't say, I am a sav. He said, I am. Like, like he was quoting Shakespeare or something. I am who I am. <laughs> now, you figure it out. 
I mean, that's what Rashi says. So Rashi twice refuses to let us think that Yaakov lied directly. I mean, he ended up lying, I guess you would say, it's a sort of indirect lying. It's like lying by some implication. But that's what, that's what, uh, uh, that's what Rashi says twice. He doesn't like it. I mean, this question about whether the Ovos could lie and that the lie would be printed in the Torah or become part of the Torah is an interesting question. Right? I mean, that the question itself is interesting. I don't think there's an answer to the question. But there's no doubt that Rashi... Well, you have to remember that Yaakov Yaakov in the Kabbalistic system based on a Pasuk in Micha Yaakov equals Emet Titain Emet Yaakov Yaakov is Emet Emet equals Torah now without knowing anything about the Kabbalah but just accepting this kind of uh, these equations right so, so you have a problem how can Yaakov tell a lie and be Emet so Rashi answers the question he, he somehow wanted to confuse his father Yitzchak, but he did not want to actually lie, and so he said something which was the truth, but could be misinterpreted by his father. Right? He said, I am Yaakov, I'm not Esau, but he said it in a way that his father would think, I am Esau. Right? That's, that's Rashi. So this has to do with a... Uh, 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 like a question about what is the Torah? What is the Torah? We know we know that the, the that the Torah, the Rashi says, Rashi teaches that the Torah from Bereshit Baralukim until Achodesh Azelachem was in the hands of the people even before Matan Torah. They had that part of the Torah. If they had that part of the Torah, it's not clear. Rashi doesn't explain who wrote it. Who, who gave it? How was it given? So, let's say it was given by the Avos. The Avos, you know, the Chazal say the Avos kept uh, all the mitzvot. They call, kept all the mitzvot because they intuited what God wanted. So maybe they were able to tell the story of Avram, Yisuk, and Yaakov in a manner that would be acceptable to heaven. But I don't really know what I'm saying. But I don't want you to think that you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't understand what I'm saying either. So we're more or less equal. In any event, there's a very interesting assessment of all of this in the Pritzadik, which I want to look at. Now, it's a little bit, it's a little bit long-winded, and uh, so you just have to bear with me. I will try to tell jokes from time to time. <laughs> You see the pre-tzadik, and then after the pre-tzadik, we'll learn the Habeg Dover when we have time. And the pre-tzadik, remember, Rav Tzadik HaKoyen was a, was a Rebbe in Lublin, right? And he, uh, he came after the Torah Semes, uh, and, and uh, he was not, he, I think, I think that he was not particularly successful as a Rebbe. He didn't have so many Hasidim to bother him. And since he didn't have too many chassidim to bother him, he was able to write a lot. And the stuff that he wrote is something that we inherited, right? If you have the patience, if you have the patience, and, and it's, it's usually worth it. 
So right, he says this. First part, the first part. Well, I have it, I have it here, a different. Will you be able to follow if I read it from a different piece of paper? Uh, I'll read it from here. Rashi, lo amar ani ani. So here, the first thing is he reviews the two psukim that we just had, we just learned, with Rashi's commentary. And he says the second time around, he couldn't say ani, but like in the first time he said, that, that he divided it into two psukim. And here it's a little bit different. But he says, uh, the second sentence, right? The second line, the end of the line. So, so he says, well, really, it's sort of the Rashi says the same thing. In both cases, so he says. Now, I have I have a question. How come Esav? How come Yitzchak? Yitzchak asked twice. I mean, he asked already. Who are you? And he told him, I'm 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 Esav. Whatever, however you figure out what what the exact answer was. Why did he answer again? The third, the end of the third line. And if in fact Yitzchak suspected, suspected who? Yaakov of lying to him because Yaakov wanted to get the bracha. So what's the point of asking again? You know, he's going to lie again. If, 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 if Yitzchak did not confront Yaakov. But, so why did he ask him? Why did he ask him again? There's such a thing in the world left. You like that? He said, he said, after all, Yaakov, Yitzchak, Yitzchak knew Rashi. Right? Yitzchak knew Rashi. It doesn't mean uh, it is true that Yitzchak lived long before Rashi. But he knew Rashi in the sense that he knew that it could be interpreted that way. Anochi and Esav Bechorecha. The first answer. And therefore, he had to ask again. Right? Because the first time was not conclusive. So he, asked, he had to ask again. The word ze, it has a special meaning. It's a dectic particle. The only thing I remember from my years of study of grammar. Dectic particle, a particle of pointing, right? Ze doesn't mean, it's not a general kind of 
yeah, that's it. It's rather, this is it. This very particular thing is it. And that's in the, in the, in the Kabbalah, they make a big deal. The Medrash, I mean, the Kabbalah often follows the Medrash in, in, these, in these things. So the Medrash talks about that, likes that. Uh, they bring some proofs to this idea of Zeh. So let's skip. Skip a little bit. Two lines. The Kashe. The Kashe. You see the Kashe? In my, uh, this thing is four, five, six, seven, eight. Should have numbered them. Eight, the eighth line, right in the middle. Right in the middle. This is a good thing to follow. A good, a good sentence. Because the the says, I mean, even with Rashi, it turns out that that Yitzchak that Yaakov was not telling the truth. He was misrepresenting himself. Right? That's what he means. Is Yaakov emet? Right? Yaakov emet means like when you say that Avinu was Chesed. What do you mean? You mean that he invented chesed. In other words, the parameters of, of anything that exists in the world, any kind of ethical notion, are connected to people who did it. Like, how much chesed could you do? So it's as much as the most chesed that was ever done. So the person who created chesed was Avram Avinu, right? When the, when the angels came along, to visit him, he ran out and he brought them in and he gave them food to eat. So he invented chesed in the world of the Torah. Before that, there wasn't anybody who did that. Right? And so Yaakov was the man of Emes. He brought Emes into the world, which is why you could say that Yaakov was the man of, of Torah. I mean, we'll see later on, right? Yaakov was the one who, who had a family. I think I said that last time. Yaakov had a family, right, which means that, that they were in. It was, it was, in order to have a family, you had to have a notion of emet. Before that, before that, the children of Avram Avinu, and there were many children like Yishmael and Yitzchak, but besides that, there were the Vedei Keturah. None of them were like Avram Avinu. The only way to stay would be to be like Avram Avinu, and that's what he's going to you know, lead us into that, into that idea. But once Yaakov came along, once the Torah came along, there was an independent way of measuring goodness or, 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 or the way you should be. So even if you sinned, you still were somehow connected to that emet of the Torah, and you didn't lose your standing in the family. Didn't matter how, how terrible you were as an individual, Right, Reuven, Shimon, Levi were all, you know, sent away from le- leadership. They were not, they could not continue as the leaders until, and then Yehuda became the person who saved the family physically. Right, Shimon was in jail in uh, in Egypt. Right, and Yehuda and Binyamin was taken down to Egypt under the protection of Yehuda. So Yehuda had the, he saved the family physically. He saved the family physically, but Yaakov saved the family genetically, because he, you know, once you were a son of Yaakov, that never could change. Whereas for Avram Avinu, it was not that way. 
Yishmael had to prove himself all the time. In any event, he's going to talk about that. Okay? This is the beginning of his answers. He says, how, how could it be? That's his basic question. How could it be that Yaakov is, is, a, is a liar? Uh, you see that line? It's a great line. This is a line in the Medrash. It says there are people in the Tanakh, in the Torah, who have very nice names, but they're very ugly people. Right? Who are they? Who are those people? Yishmael Ve'esav. Yishmael, look what's the name Yishmael? Shomea'el. Esav, what is Esav? Oseh Ritzon Osav. I mean, those are nice names. But their ma'asim are mechorim. They, they live an ugly life. These two people, Yishmael and Esav. V'hu k'mosha amarnu, Another statement from the Midrash. Yitzchak nitater ba'Avraham. Ba'Avraham nitater ba'Yitzchak nitater atara is a crown. Right? So there's this idea in the Midrash that Yitzchak somehow is crowned with uh, some midah uh, of Avraham. And Avraham is nitater ba'Yitzchak. The Shleimut Avraham Avinu Hayak Keshezachalamidata Yira Pachad Yitzchak. In other words, Avraham Avinu somehow was completed by Yitzchak because Yitzchak had this I, this mida of Pachad Yitzchak. Pachad Yitzchak fear is the mida of Yira is the Midah of Yira, which Avraham Avinu didn't have because he had the Midah of Ava. Right? You can't have the... If you're totally consumed by Ava Hashem, so then there's no room for Yira. So it was missing in Avraham. So it was made up for Avraham by Yitzchak, who is called Pachad Yitzchak. The Pasuk says with the Akeda, Tayadati, Kirelu Kibata. Avsha Saka Ramavinu, Haya Ava, Asik, I'm sorry. Avsha Asik Avramavinu, Haya Ava, Vazrizut Bimitzvot, right? He was Ava. He was Ava. How do you know there's a Pasuk in Yushayahu? Avraham or Avi, right? The, the, that's what the Pasuk says. The Rambam takes it absolutely literally. He says that, that Abraham was the man of Abbas Hashem. And that's why it says that God loved Abraham. But this is this idea that there is reciprocity in the relationship between uh, man and God, slash woman, right? I mean, there's, but there's this idea of reciprocity. When you say God, loves Abraham, it's because Abraham loves God. Abraham had that midah. This Abraham Ohavi doesn't just mean I 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu love Avraham, but it also means that Avraham loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Zrizut Vayeshkem Avraham Baboker. When Avraham was commanded to take his son to the Akedah, he got up early in the morning, from which the Gemara, the Gemara Psochim says that, that that's called Zrizut. Zrizut, let me say, it's a quality. It's not just an accident, like you, you, you don't have a watch or you don't have the right time. It's a, it's a quality that can be applied to every mitzvah. You know, every mitzvah, that we're taught to be zrizim. So if you have to, t- to make a bracha on a lulav, on sukkahs, so you know that the zman for making a bracha is all day. You can make a bracha all day, but we don't do that. We're not going to make a bracha late in the day. We'll make the bracha as soon as we can. I mean, you know, within the regulations of other things that might be going on. But that's called zrizut. It's a, it's a quality that relates to mitzvot. It's a quality raised, and who was the, the, the generator of that quality was Avram Avinu, because he was Vayashkem Avraham Baboker. Avsha Sak Avram Avinu, Aya Avav Azri Eisek, Aya Avav Azri Zut Bemitzvot, Asa Sheba, Asa Sheba Mikoch Ava, Vayasek Shal Yitzchak, Aya Hayir A, Vishinitater Bemidat Yitzchak. That's Nishma. And then Zihirut, he was careful about Mitzvah Lota He didn't come close to them. later on in the parish. And also Yitzchak achieved this kind of Shlemut. How? Shleimut means completeness, like as you could be as much a person as possible. When he received the crown of Avraham Avinu, Yitzchak was crowned with Avraham. Right? The Nase and the Nishma. And that's why Avram, Avram Avinu knew that he would need to be completed by Yitzchak. He would have to have the Midot of Yitzchak, which he couldn't have because he was so completely consumed by Ava. So he said he recalled the shame Bino Yishmael Al Shame Shomer Imrael the Posak says he heard the words of God. Vyitzhak Shayadasha Slaybuto Yekish Yitatev Midat Avraham Avinu Midata Avaz Rizut the Mitzvot so Yitzhak understood that he needed he needed to be completed by the Midot of Ahava of love and Zrizut of the of uh, you know energetically going for the mitzvot, uh, say karash uh, 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 mitzvot. I say I'm sorry. Karash shem beno esav oseh ritzon osav. So he called his son esav oseh ritzon esav. So you remember he's he's uh, he's explaining what it says in the midrash 
What does it say in the Medrash? Do you remember? The first, the first Medrash said that they have, they have nice names even though they don't act in accordance with those nice names. So he says, uh, I'm sorry. So that's what that's what the pasuk means, right? That's what the pasuk means. Why did why did Yitzchak like Esav? Why did he like Esav? Because Esav was pragmatic. He was doing the mitzvahs. He was acting out the will of God. Whereas Yaakov was hiding out from the army in the, in the, and, and just davening and learning Torah all the time. So, 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 uh, so Yitzchak, Yitzchak, as he understood it, as he understood it, Esau was really the inheritor of the mantle because he was the one who was going to do the mitzvot and stay away from the, from the Averot. That's Esau. Who was involved in mitzvot and korbanot? And therefore, the Britzadik says Yitzchak had a good reason for loving Esau because he saw a certain kind of potential in him that reflected his name. So he says, just like he Yitzchak had to be completed by Abraham or had to somehow accept the, the qualities of Abraham. God appeared to you. So the Bedra says that since God's name was mentioned, it must be Yaakov and not Esau. So the Ramban already asked the question. After all, why was, why was uh, uh, Yitzchak surprised when Esau mentioned God's name? After all, he thought, he, Yitzchak, thought that Esau was a tzaddik. So if he's a tzaddik, why shouldn't he mention God's name? And therefore, in other words, you didn't expect him to say God's name because he was involved in mitzvot, whereas Yaakov was involved in Torah and Tvilah. And again, he says, V'shem Havayahu Torah, K'mosh Amruku Tshabruchu Torah Ikre. As the Ramban says that the Torah somehow represents is all God's name. It's all God. Like if you knew how to read the Torah, if you knew how to read the words in the Torah, you would come out with God's name all the all the time. Okay, so 
ואף על פנים לא התפלל כמו שאמר בזוהר הקדוש. So this was an invention of Yaakov's to daven for yourself, daven for what you want, ורק על סדום התפלל. אברהם אבינו ונקרא תפילתו עמידה והוא מפני שעמד בכוח כיוון שאינו נוגע בדבר כמו ויעמוד פנחס ויפלל שעשה פלילות עם קונו פלילות to aggravate the situation וכמו שאמרו, I know I'm skipping a little bit I'm on the last line the last line מה שאין כן יצחק שיתפלל על עצמו על עצמו ונקראה תפילתו שיחה בבני השם ישמור שיחו להגיד צערו אומר לבבו This was an invention of Yaakov Avinu וזהו שנאמר השם אלוקיך שם של תורה ותפילה ומזה הוכיח יצחק אבינו שאין זה עשו אל יעקב כמו שאמרו במדרש רבה של מידת יעקב ושבע אוהלים שהוא סבור שעסק עשו השתדלות ומעשה So I just want to tell you that what the pre-tzadik is teaching us is Have you ever thought about it? How come Rivka had twins? How come she had twins? Avraham had two sons from two wives. So it made sense to say, it made sense to say that the two sons were different one from the other. It made sense to say that one is in and one is out. That didn't bother anybody. But the twins Twins somehow are always considered to have some close relationship to each other. The twins that were born to Yitzchak and Rivka, what, where is their close relationship? So the Pritzadik says, the, pre-tzadik, the way he sees it is that they really go together. They're really the same. But they represent a, a distinction between Torah and Tefillah on the one hand and Kiyuma Mitzvot on the other hand. It was Kiyuma Mitzvot takes time and Tefillah and Torah also takes time. And, and what the, what the, the, the Psukim are teaching us, what the Psukim are teaching us is that each of these aspects who are able to complete something about Yitzchak. About Yitzchak, he had two sons who, who each of them emphasized a certain aspect in the religiosity of, of people. Like, what are we supposed to do? So Yitzchak, Yitzchak who, uh, who himself was the inventor of Mincha, right? He invented, he invented He invented Mincha, but the idea that you could dedicate your life to Tefillah, that belonged to, that belonged to, to Yaakov, Tefillah and Torah. And the idea that you could dedicate your life to doing mitzvot, that belonged to Esav. So when, when he said, when he said, who are you? He didn't mean that he didn't know who was sitting in front of them. He said, what he meant was, What is it that you are representing? What are you bringing to the table? You're bringing Torah and Tefillah, or you're bringing Mitzvot Aseh and Mitzvot Lot Aseh. So if you look again, uh, look again, second line. Umizeh hochiach Yitzchak avinu she'ein ze'esav ele Yaakov kemosh ha'amu b'medrash rabah she'midat Yaakov yoshev o'alim 
שהיה סבור שעסק עשיו ההשתדלות במעשה כאמור וזה שאמר כל כל יעקב כל השם כל תפילה שהיא משום אדני כמו שנאמר השם שפתי תפתח so that, that what he saw before him right, he was able to he didn't have to feel around to know if it was Yaakov or Esau. It was enough for Yitzchak to be able to test whether Torah and Tefillah were sitting in front of him or mitzvot, kiyum mitzvot, the kiyum mitzvot say was sitting in front of him. And therefore you see his opinion, his opinion of the pre-Tzadik that Yitzchak knew all the time. Kol vav, kol Torah, just uh, uh, we'll go to the end here. Uh, four lines on the bottom. Ubehemet ita bemidrash rabba mashamar vayarach edreyach begadav. We'll see that pasuk in a minute, right? That that Yaakov was able, Yitzchak was able to smell something in the clothing that Ye, that Yaakov was wearing. Now, what should he be smelling? He should be smelling Esav, because that's who his mother dressed him as. But the Medrash says, And there's a drasha that says that the word Bigadav can also be written or read as Bogdav, those who deny you who take a stand against you. Uh, the enemy, the enemy is Esav, and even people who do mitzvot can be the enemy of the of the future. Uh, it says, Amar Ani," and Yaakov answered, "Ani Ani mitzvot reach bogdav shel Yaakov shegam ma'alim reach tov." So, again. He, the, I think the discourse changes under the auspices of the pre-Tzadik that, Yitzch, uh, that Yaakov and Esau are, end up in conflict one with the other but they actually represent uh, the difficulty that a person has in following the path that the Torah sets us out on so if we look now at that pasuk right in the beginning, back to the beginning. Come close and give me something to drink. And he came close and he kissed him. We're talking about Yaakov, right? And he smelled the smell of his clothing and he blessed him. Behold, the smell of my son, 
Kerech Sadeh Asher Berecho Hashem is like the 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 smell of the Sadeh Asher Berecho Hashem. I don't know. It's hard to know what the reference is. But let's look at the Rashi. Rashi says Vayomer Pasuk Dalit. Pasuk Zayin. I'm sorry. Vayare. You see the the Rashi. Alo ein reach ra yoter mishetef ha'izim elam lameid shenichnesa imo reach gan eden. He says it's a little strange. After all, you would expect the smell to be the smell of of the sheep, which is probably not such a great smell. Elam lameid shenichnesa imo reach gan eden. What, what does that mean? I mean, I know it's, a, it's, a, it's in the Medrash, but, but what does it mean to say Nikhlesa imo reach gan eden? You know, in other words, you say everybody knows what reach gan eden is, right? It just, if I, if I smelled it, I'd know it right away. I'd know what reach gan eden is. So, so that's what Rashi says. Kireach sadeh Hashem. Shinatan Boreach Tov, a good smell that Yaakov had. Vizet Sedet Tapuchim. Sedet Tapuchim? What's a Sedet Tapuchim? If that was the answer to the question, I wouldn't have asked it. <laughs> yes, it's true. Abram says, he translated for us, but what is the Sedet Tapuchim? It's the Eitzadas. Right, the Eitz Hadas was a, was an apple tree, according to some opinions. Right, so so when you say that uh, where the the Arizal on Friday night went into the Chakal Tapuchim in the the Sadeh uh, of Tapuchim in Tzfat, it's still there. It's right. You could all you could all go and you have a chance. So that's what he's talking about. He's talking about. He's talking about before bechira, before we had to own up to ourselves, right? That was the smell. It was the smell of. It was the smell of uh, ganeda. It was the smell of ganeda. So if you look at the, let's look quickly at the netziv. We'll look at the Nitzit, not so quickly. Vayivar Chayu, Pasuk Chav Zayin. Pasuk Chav Zayin. Look at the Pasuk again. Vayigash, Vayishak Lo, Vayarach Edreach Begada, Vayivar Chayu. Vayarach Edreach Begada, Vayivar Chayu. So the, 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 the Nitzit says this. You see, you could follow along. Lefiya Pshat. Isher chelo al asher haya mahane oto mearer asher mitchila lo chashav kazot elalehanot mi maachalo. That first he thought they would only have pleasure from the food that he brought, but then the chiddush was that he also had pleasure from the smell. Vahanaat hareach, then it seems, says the pleasure of smell. Who mashiv nefesh yoter mihana atmachal, and the smell gets into your soul 
the nice smell gets into your soul even better than food, than the pleasure of food. Uh, that it's the smell that is even better than uh, than what the body gets. something. One second. I may have written it. No. One second. I don't remember. I don't remember what that uh, is. Uh, again, we'll read it again. Is there a reach? The reach. A number share beliefs of fake. Berega zek var chala al yitzchak shefa ruach hakodesh arei. Something amar habracha veitein lecha vegomer al kochacha yesh lanu lamar. Right, you see this drosha, reach begadav, reach bogdav? This is the same drosha that the Pritzadik quoted when he was trying to explain why Asaph had to disappear. Why, even though his name was a was positive, his actions were were negative. That that the bracha was about things that you can do that people do, but not done for shem shemayim, for 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 the will of heaven. The Gemilas Chasodim Nimshal Reach Tov Uvesiman Shevesev Shira Shirim Yesh Arbe Mikraot Bazeva Yensham Betama Davar Uvesev Shmot Bechem Besev Dvarim Nitbaer de Ketoret Shel Beta Mikdash Ikaro Ba Lazkir Lifne Hashem Schut Gemilat Chasodim Shel Yisrael Viadua Beta Mikdash Mechune B'shem Sadeh, K'fiv Shel Yitzchak, V'achri Perush Be'etarim Yonason Kan, V'im Kain, K'ach Emshech HaKatuv, V'yarech Edreyach Begadav, which means, according to the Tziv, Rabbi Ruch HaKodesh, G'dulat G'milat Chesed Shel Bogdav, Sh'naseh Lo L'shem Shamayim, now, who is the one who is acting out the mitzvahs but not the Shem Shamayim? That's Esav. That's Esav. So that's why Rashi is right. When Rashi says Ani, he said Ani. Why did Rashi, why did, why did Yaakov say Ani? Because Yitzchak knew that he knew who he was. And, and Yaakov wanted to explain what he was doing there. And so what he was doing there, according to the Tziv, was saying to, to, to uh, uh, he was saying to Yitzchak, look, you made a mistake. 
you wanted to give the bracha to Esau because he was doing nice things. He was doing the mitzvot in the Torah. But you have to understand, you have to understand that, that sometimes the people who do the mitzvot are, are bogdav, right from the word bigadav. They're bogdav, they're the enemy, which the pre-tzaddik uh, 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 agreed with. He said that that's the pshat in the, in the uh, medrash that says sometimes the names are very nice, but the actions are not so nice. When you say the actions are not nice, it didn't mean you went around and did bad things. But you did good things, maybe, but it wasn't L'Shem Shamayim. It wasn't because God directed you to do those good things. Uh, and then he says, V'ra'ei b'ruch ha-kodesh gedulat g'milat chasadim shel bogdav shenaseh lo L'Shem Shamayim. Uh, uh, there's another way of looking at it. The mitzvahs Yisrael Yisrael. Okay, we we can stop here. The important thing that I'm trying to say, to try to say, is that there is in the in the language of Hasidut a biru. You know, there's a kind of a clarification. It didn't have to be that way, but that's the way it was. What didn't have to be that way? It did not have to be that Yaakov and Esau could not forge a common ground with which to build the future. It didn't have to be that way. They were twins. And according to the Medrash and the Nitziv and the Pre-Tzadik, right? The Nitziv and the Pre-Tzadik are more or less Contemporary, well, according according to all of these sources, the Medrash, the Nitziv, the Pre-Tzaddik, there was this kind of awakening to the fact that Esav was not able to fulfill his uh, his potential. He was not able to fulfill his potential of becoming the doer of the mitzvot, the keeper. Of the of the the crown of essay and lotas say as the pre tzaddik, as the pre tzaddik says, and that is because sometimes you can look like you're a tzaddik, but you're not. You're really the enemy of the mitzvot, and the way that you are the enemy is by sort of uh, uh, enticing people into thinking that you're doing the right thing, so that Yaakov. When Yaakov said, Ani, according to the, to the HaMekdobar, and also according to the Pre-Tzaddik, when Yaakov said, Ani, he meant, I am the only one. I am the only one. It's true that it could have been different. It could have been that Yitzchak or Hevet Esav Kitzayet Befiv. What is Tzayet Befiv, according to the original idea? Well, you have all these mitzvot. In reality, you have to do shechita, and then you have to do kashering the meat, and then you have to cook it in a certain way. There's, there's the tzayat b'fiv. I mean, he was doing these mitzvot all the time. Whereas Yaakov was drawn to, uh, to the uh, ohel, the ohel of Torah, the ohel of tefillah. He was drawn in that direction. So Yitzchak, Yitzchak, felt that there should be some way of combining this enterprise that Yitzchak, that, that Yaakov and Esau 
could work together to build the future. That was Yitzchak's. That was Yitzchak's position. That he was not like Avraham, and he wouldn't have to send away one of his sons, who would be unfit to carry on the tradition. Uh, Yitzchak was an olat mima, right? That's what the that's what Chazal say. He was the pure sacrifice. He did not. He, he only saw the goodness in things. He only saw the potential in things. And so when he, when he uh, called Esav to get a bracha, it wasn't because he didn't know about Yaakov. It was rather that he, he had, had confidence in Yaakov, that Yaakov would not change. Yaakov would be as he was, right? But, but he made a mistake. He did not realize that the time of, of Bogdav had, had come about and that there was no longer really an Esav who could be uh, uh, made into a person who could do this, this partnership with, uh, with Yaakov. And so Yaakov, when he said to him, who are you? He said, Ani. Ani meaning there's only me. There is nobody else. Right? If you think that Esau could be a partner in this grand design, that's not, that's really not possible. That's really not possible because only Yaakov was the one who accepted from Yitzchak, right, the, the idea of, the idea of <coughs> prayer, personal prayer, etc. So that uh, I think that, uh, that this idea, I mean, the whole, the whole idea is like, you know, if Esau was really unimportant, and if Esav was really uh, a bad fellow, as Rashi teaches us, then uh, the whole story doesn't really make any sense. Why couldn't Rivka, why couldn't Rivka confront Yitzchak and say to Yitzchak, look, uh, you're making a mistake. It's Yaakov, not Esav. Because Esav would have said, because Yitzchak would have said, there's always hope. We could always try. We'd always make it, you know, try to, to, to improve things. And uh, Yaakov had to show Yitzchak, according to these various uh, ideas and commentaries, Yaakov was the one who had to show Yitzchak that there was no hope, that they could never be, they could never be Esau in the family that was established by Avraham, continued by Yitzchak, and now would be expanded by Yaakov, that Esau had no place, that Esau had no place in that, uh, in that family. And that's also, that's also maybe an, uh, the answer to the question, you know, that Cholzot, you know, the Zohar, the Zohar says that the most difficult parish in the Torah, the most difficult parish in the Torah is the Perik Labed Vav and Bereshis, which is the parish of Alufei Esau. You know, the Alufim, they're like the kings that came from, from Aesop. There's a whole list of names which you may have slept through the last time you were in shul and they read that parasha. So the, the Zohar says that that's the most difficult parasha in the Torah because every other parasha in the Torah has pshat and sod. Pshat and sod, which you can read the Pesach and make some kind of sense out of it. The only parish in the Torah that doesn't make any sense on the level of Pshat because it has seemingly meaningless information, like who cares who the kings of Edom were or Esau. I mean, what difference does it make to us today? Why would it be in the Torah? 
So that means that the only interpretation, the only legitimate interpretation of that parsha is sod, because Kabbalah can make something out of nothing, right? But usually there's also pshat. But in this case, there is no pshat, right? It's the same thing that people say about Shira Shirin, right? That Shira Shirin, Rabbi Akiva said that if the whole, everything is Kodesh, the Shira Shirin is Kodesh Kodoshim. Kodesh Kodoshim, the sanctity of sanctities, why? Because Shira Shirin doesn't have pshat. Shira Shirin sounds like a love story between like the king or a man and a woman, but actually it's about it's about uh, the love between God and Knesset Yisrael. So if it's a love story between God and Knesset Yisrael, so that means again there's no pshat. It was if you just read the, the, the words and translate them, you don't get anything. You don't get credit, like it's no Talmud Torah. But, uh, but you have to say, you have to say that it's Knesset Yisrael and, uh, and HaKadosh Baruch so there is this idea, there is the idea that there's, there are even parashiyot, right, Periklamet Vav in, uh, in Bereshit, or Shira Shirim, where there's no pshat, there's no pshat. So certainly, certainly uh, in our case we see that pshat has to be, uh, at least the, these great commentators, right, the Nitziv and the Pritzadik, who are sort of contemporary, they thought, they thought that there's there's got to be a real message. There's got to be something real besides a story about the good people and bad people. And, that, and the real here was, had to do with the forging of, of the family of Yisrael. Had to do with the break between Yaakov and Esau. Right? Which had to happen. It had to be there somewhere. But we don't see it. We don't see it in the Torah plainly. Okay, have a good shot. What? When um, so yeah, tell us you talk to saying, are you beneath Esau? You say, I am. I'm going to fulfill the role of, of Esau because he can't do it. Could you? Is that sort of what the Pesachim? Who? That's what you say. Is that sort of what the Pesachim? Could, could be. I, they, they say it about Ani. The Yomer Ani. I am the only one. That's what, uh, it was Yaakov sort of admitted that he was Yaakov. And he had absorbed into him Esau. He didn't mean to fool his father. He wanted to create new ground rules, which he learned about from his mother. And Yitzchak apparently was a very optimistic kind of person because he was, uh, he was righteous. But then when Esau came in, he became very emotional. What did he realize when he became very emotional? That he was wrong? At that point, when Esau came in? Well, I, I guess he thought he was going to get something, and then he realized that he wasn't. No, but also Yitzchak becomes very emotional. He shakes. Okay, because I, th I think because Yitzchak thought there was hope. Uh, and now he loses the hope. So Abraham thought there was hope. So Abraham thought there was hope in Ishmael. So he took Sarah to send him away. And Yisrael thought there was hope. So he took Rivka to send him away. Correct. In both cases, both families have people thrown away. The no, difference, away. Yeah, but the difference is that Esau was a twin. 
Whereas Yishmael had a, was not even from the same mother. I mean, there's a difference. Exactly, you know, to define the difference, we really talk about that, but there is an obvious difference. It was easier for Abraham than it was for, for Yitzchak. Yitzchak also, uh, we don't have, the, the Abraham never davened for children. Abraham would just promise children. And, they, and he, he didn't believe that he would have children with Sarah, but he did. It was all miraculous, but he didn't daven for a child, which Yitzchak and Rivka did do. So there are differences. There is similarity, yes, but there are also differences. Okay.